Welcome back to the Highly Undisputed Sports Podcast, where we have 358 days until the next NFL draft. And I don't know about you guys, but that's a little depressing. I'm Andrew, here with my co-host Garrett. Today we're discussing winners and losers of the mock, or of the draft, sorry. And then we are discussing NFL MVP and N- NFL engagement. MVP? NBA MVP. Holy moly. So, like, depression's just falling over you. Yeah. You can't get out of bed any morning. That's sad. Every morning without the draft. Yeah, okay. I actually looked up a way too early 2022. Don't do that to yourself. Draft. You're looking at uh, Keldon Slovis and uh, yes. Yes. Sam Howell, the two top quarterbacks for next year. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That needs to stop. Like, don't even. Mechie, the wide receiver out of Alabama. Like, you know, no, no, no. We're not doing that. Couldn't help myself. Uh, before we jump into this, as always, you know, we want to say thank you to the subscribers and everybody that listens. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate the podcast five stars. Leave your comments. Follow us on Twitter at Highly Undisputed. That's Highly Undisputed without the E. Send us your questions, you know, whatever they are, to Highly Undisputed 247 at Gmail. And leave us a voicemail at 315-752-6042. Shut up, both of you. You got it. That is four times in a row I've gotten the, <laughs> the number right. I don't want to hear it anymore. The, the, you guys should, the crap I get before we even start the show, are you going to be able to read the phone number right this time? It's ridiculous. It's, it's uncalled for, honest, honestly. Like, enough. I can Get read. over it. You'll be fine. Whatever. But, all right, guys. Today, we're doing winners and losers of the NFL draft. Uh, it's the same style we did for the NFL. Free agency. Yeah, free agency. Yeah. Um, before we jump into that, I do want to throw this out there. Some people, I've already reached out to them about coming on the podcast because, like, we're officially in the NFL offseason now. You know, like, no, nothing's happening for two months. I'd love to have you guys on so you can talk about your teams and how the, how you feel they did in the, you know, with free agency in the draft. So if that's something you'd be interested in, you know, whether or not you live near us or you're far away, like, we have ways to have you on, you know, 20 minutes or so or even a whole podcast if you really want to, if you feel that you're up for that. And uh, just to discuss your team, we, we thought it'd be something fun to do. So if that's something you'd be interested in, reach out to us and we'll see what we can do. Yeah, so, I mean, that's going to be exciting, having newer people on, so I don't have to listen to just your, you guys' voice every single Well, single, I just want to have someone on so I can absolutely trash them about their opinions. Like, that sounds like fun to me. So, I'm assuming we don't have the same idea of winners and losers for the draft. Um, I based mine off of what the picks did in college and what they offered for their college teams and transferred that to NFL teams I didn't and what those NFL teams do based on their system is that kind of what you did or no actually it's not so the way the way that I look at the draft after the teams have made all the selections like now there's no way to tell whether or not a kid's going to be a bust you have no idea like Tom Brady it was a sixth round pick nobody thought he was going to be any good and he's the greatest of all time like so Basically, the way that I determine if you won or you lost, did you reach on anybody that was, you know, projected to be, you know, later on in the draft? Did you overreact and trade up like crazy and move a lot of picks to get somebody that, you know, yeah, you probably wanted them, but, it, you know, you're moving up. When, when you move up and you trade out future assets, like, that's not letting the draft come to you. So I like to reward teams that stay in their slots or move up, you know, like if you move up two slots to get somebody that's different. But, you know, teams that did that, teams that while they addressed needs, you know, they also drafted good players or like players that if someone started falling, you know, like the Patriots grabbed Ronnie Perkins at number 96, 
he was projected to be like a top 40 pick. You know, they got him at 96. Like, that's a win, you know? So if, if I felt like, like if I felt you took a quarterback in like the second, third, fourth round, and your team doesn't need a quarterback at all, to me, that's a wasted pick. You know, like, don't draft a backup quarterback if you really have a lot of other needs. Like, gotcha. that's, that's how I look at that. So, like, I think you're kind of basing it off whether or not you think players are going to be a bust. And that's fine. Like, yeah, maybe. I just, once the players are drafted, and, and I'll be honest with you, I only have one player that was drafted that I already consider a bust because I don't even think he deserved to be drafted. When I watched him play, I'm like, this kid is not an NFL quarterback. And I'm probably going to be wrong, but that's how I felt about him. And so, like, I'm not, I didn't fault any teams that, might have taken players that I don't agree with. Like, I'm not a big fan of, and, and you aren't either, like, I'm not a big fan of Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. But, like, the Browns got him at a good spot, so, like, that's actually a win for them, but, like, he's still not a player that I feel is, you know, is very good. I mean, I rose on him. I just didn't think he should have went top 15, and I told you that He definitely should have gone sooner than 52, though. Oh, like, yeah. Like, that was ridiculous. And I guess there was some heart thing that they found in his medicals. He had some like heart murmur or yeah, something. That's what I, I don't know. I heard it was Who knows? medical issues. Right. And, he, dropped, and he's but. he's denied it. So it's yeah. like, okay, well, whatever. You want to do winners first or losers first? That's up to you. Doesn't really All right, give me your first winner. All right. I'm gonna start with number five. Okay, you you want to go five down to one? Yeah. All right. I have the Detroit Lions at five. They have a history of very, very, very bad draft picks. Not so much this year, though. They accepted the fact that they're in a rebuild and they're taking young, important assets. They took the best player available in every round, and it, it worked out for them. They got the best offensive lineman in the draft in Panay Sewell. They took arguably the best pass rushing tackle in Levi Onzerike. We figured out that's how you say his name this year, or this week. Aleem McNeil. I don't know if you watched more yeah, film I, I, on, on most of these guys. So any of the any players that I felt that we were going to talk about, if I wasn't familiar with them, I went back and like I watched some of their stuff. And yeah, he really jumped off the tape for yeah. me. He's the best nose tackle in this class, uh, arguably. Oh, Levi, you mean? No, Aleem. I don't know. Christian Barmore and Levi are both really good. And then and they both play nose tackle. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to say this. I also have the Lions okay. on my winners. They're my number two winner. Hmm. So I, I have them really I, – I really liked what they did in this draft a lot. You're, and you were going through the picks. Like, every single player that they took – look, Dan Campbell, as much as everybody's faulting him for – and we, we've joked about it. Like, yeah. he's going to bite your kneecaps off. And he, he wants guys that, you know, are going to play hard. Well – he did that. Like, he went out, he addressed offensive line, two defensive tackles. If Fetu Melifanio, yeah, or so Melifanwu, that dude is probably the hardest hitting safety in the draft. And it's great value where they got him, too. Yes, he, um, he should have gone a lot higher. Realistically, there were reports that if there were more teams in need of corners, he could have snuck his way into the back end of the first. That is great value where they got him. And then, and I mean, he's an immediate starter across from Okuda. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind. And then Amon Ra St. Brown. Yeah probably the one of the most physical wide receivers in the draft too like massive in the red zone a lot of contested catches it's an so easy like starting slot wide receiver yeah for the like the thing i liked about the lions draft is they understand that they're not going to be good next year so what do they do they drafted defensive players they're going to stop the run they drafted the best tackle so they can run the ball better and then they didn't add receivers or a quarterback because they know that like they're two years away from being competitive. So probably next year is going to be the year they shoot for a quarterback. Yeah, I would assume unless they like Jared Goff, which they very well could. And then like, okay, so Amon Ross St. Brown, he's there in the fourth round. Like he should have been, he should have been gone higher. Like he he should have been gone in the third round. I think the fact that he was there on day three was kind of a shock to me and they took him. And I think he's another guy that plays really, really hard. Like every single guy they took Derek Barnes, 
Jamar Jefferson. Those were their two later round picks. Both guys play incredibly hard. Every single one. Levi's, you, I mean, we both saw, everybody yeah. saw uh, what he had to say after the draft. He, he, he really likes fucking up offensive linemen. That's what he said. Like, he likes to just ruin their day. Well, if you're Dan Campbell, that's probably the kind of guy that you're looking to draft. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I, I'll pull up the quotes for you. And like you said, Dan Campbell's highlight of his signing was, we're going to bite your kneecaps off. And then we're going to get up, and we're going to bite the other kneecap off. So what does he do? Panay Sewell quotes, I'm coming off the ball every play with violent intentions. Well, violent intentions are biting your goddamn kneecaps off. So that's what he's going to do. And then Ali McNeil, one of the news networks, had gave him like stats on what he does. And they were pocket push eats kneecaps slash eats blocks. I mean, that's and the, probably the what Dan Campbell saw. Shoving his shoulder right into a, a blocker's kneecap. So... He got three guys that arguably do exactly what he wants them to do. Not arguably. They do exactly what they want him to do. And I, I argued putting them, them higher. And See, that's, and that's why I put them higher because when I look at what they did, I felt like they drafted players for their system. That, I, I like when teams do that. They don't just take guys to take them. They take guys that fit what they want to do. I'm going to go back to the Patriots. And obviously, because I'm a Patriots fan, so I recognize this, like, Whenever we see players taken, we're like, yeah, that's a Patriots player. Like, you, you just, you see it and you're like, oh, that guy's going to go to that team because he just, he fits that system. These guys, every single one of them, mean, nasty, and big. That seems to be what Dan Campbell wanted to address with his team. I really loved what they did. I, I like, it's not the flashiest draft. I, I think that Panay Sewell is, he's, you know, he's a flashy pick, but like, he plays offensive line. But everyone else is just hard hitting and nasty. And yeah. I, I like that. If that's what the, the kind of team that you want to be, which is what they've said they want to be, you address that. Like you you got three or four of the nastiest players in the draft, honestly. Like so really good draft out of them. And there are there are tiers to my winners, by the way. My one and two I have ranked as A plus. Okay, so I didn't give any letter grades. I, I don't only I don't believe it. in I that. I only did it for those two. And then my three, four, five are basically the same tier. If they weren't A plus, they're A, A minus. So Five, four, three. Take the list or the rankings with a grain of salt. They're, you could switch my five with my three, my four with my five, so on. So that's just all I want to say about that. So like, I don't have my the Lions as being better than my next team. It's kind of just the same. You want to go to my fifth here? I, that's all I got on the Lions. Yeah. I mean, they're already on my list. So my fifth is the Panthers. I. They are on my list. Okay, they're on your winners. They are. In, a plus for me. Oh, that that's your other A plus team. That is okay. one of my A plus. Okay, that's teams, one of your yes. A pluses. So they're like, are they there? Are they your one? They're my number two, but they're your number you two. Okay, so our five and, and two. our twos are gone now. Yeah. All right. Well, the Panthers did everything they could to do better than what the Jets have done for Sam Darnold. Okay, so first they got my favorite defensive player in the draft, J- JC oh, Horn. Yes. To me, is like Stephon Gilmore. And I saw a report of somebody, some high up NFL guy was ranking draft and he had the, the Panthers as a C minus. And he said they passed up on certain. To I take saw corn. that. And yeah, I was like, I saw that. I said, why does that immediately make them drop? Because that's nuts. J- if, if Patrick certain is one, a JC Horn is one B. I don't know how anyone can look at JC Horn and say that he's not on the same level as Patrick certain. I'm sorry. Like, so well, they play, they play two totally different style of corners. So if you're the Panthers didn't play a lot of man press coverage last year, but like, they could transition to that because it's not like they had a, a world, a godly corner on their roster. Like, right now, they they might have a top 10 corner in the league on their roster at this point. Like, 
I think J.C. Horn is that good. That's that's yeah. where I value him. I think there's a little bit of Alabama bias there, though, too. Everyone. Was oh, yeah, set. everybody was all over everyone Sertain. Everyone was dead set. Like, Sertain's the best guy. Even scrolling through Twitter, a lot of people were like, oh, well, what, who's this J.C. Horn guy? Why are they taking him over Sertain? A lot of people just don't watch film on this guy. I can tell. Yeah, right. Like, you went to South Carolina, nobody cares. Yeah. They, they didn't have a very good record. I had sent you, or you sent me. I sent it to you the, because the video I of his fell film, in love with him. And the dude is just dominant. Four plays, and I was like, this is my guy. Like, yeah. this is number one. And that's easy. I understand where their pick came from, and I don't I don't discredit that pick at all. It was a shocking pick because I don't think anybody really thought that they oh, were going to go corner. Easily. Yeah, I didn't think they were going to go there, but he very well could be the best corner in football in a couple years. Yeah. I think he's that good, well, and he's JC physical. J.C. Horn is, is Jalen Ramsey. Has Jalen Ramsey potential to me? I think he's more of a Gilmore. I think Sertain comes in with more dominance as a cornerback. See, I don't know about that because he's not he's not physical. You know, he, that's not what he is. He's he plays cover three and you know he's gonna drop into zone coverages and like that's just what he does. So I don't know if he's exactly you're gonna you're not gonna see him pop up on tape. All the best corners are guys that play man to man. That's not what Sertain's gonna be. Sertain is gonna play a lot of zone coverage. That and that's what he's good at. When I watched all the tapes, I said Sertain's probably going to be great, and he's probably going to be the kind of corner that gets a lot of interceptions in his career. But you know what people aren't going to want to do is throw at J.C. Horn. Like He's going to be all over, the, all over the receiver that he's covering, and he's going to be dominant in the run game too because he likes to tackle. And Sertain did not like to tackle at Alabama. We saw that against Florida. He couldn't tackle anybody. I mean, Trevon Grimes and uh, Kadarius Toney ran wild in that game on like wide receiver screens, and Sertain was nowhere to be found. So that's just where I, why I had him ranked higher. But we're a little off topic. They took Terrace Marshall in the second round. Terrace Marshall, you can argue, it should have been a first-round pick, number one. Number two, could, could end up being the best receiver in the draft. He, oh, yeah. he, is, he is very gifted. To them, he's, easily, he's already a starter in my book. He's easily the third receiver for them right away. Oh, yeah, no be, question. And he's the big possession receiver that they don't already have. Correct. So they started off with the best cornerback in the draft, in my opinion. And then a great wide receiver. A, t- a top five wide receiver in the draft, yes. I think. Like, if you have him ranked outside your top five, I think that's crazy. I would have Elijah Moore fourth, and then I probably would have had Terrace Marshall fifth. You can make an argument for Tony, but Marshall just does more things right now. So then they go Brady Christensen out of BYU, the tackle. So you, you've given Sam Darnold a wide receiver. You've given him an offensive lineman. And then they go Tommy Tremble, who they probably could have got a different tight I end. I talk about the Brady Christensen pick. Okay, go ahead. Quick. So... I saw a lot of backfire, and I, I agree a little bit. He's an athletic left tackle. Um, not a lot of people probably watched him. I mean, actually, Nobody didn't. watched he, him. He played at BYU. Well, if you're watching Zach Wilson, you, you can see a little bit of Brady Christensen. But he's 25. That's where his downfall came from. He's 25 years old. He's not a definite starter right away. He's a, he's a let me plug you in to get a little bit better and potentially start in a few years. So I think that's why that is a little bit lower to me, but I still think that being an athletic left tackle just boosts you up anyway. So, and I mean, he's, he, there's no longer a, a bad blind side if they have a backup going. So, that's all I need to say. And then you can go on. Yeah. So, Tommy Tremble, uh, tight end out of Notre Dame. That might have been a bit of a reach. I, I don't know what he's going to end Maybe, up being. Maybe, but I like him. I liked him. I wasn't in love with him. No. He's probably going to be more of a blocking tight end in the long run, you know, and develop some a pass, um, some route running ability later on. But, Whatever. Chuba Hubbard could end up being the steal of the draft. He very well could be. He's going to be a nice change of pace back with exactly Christian McCaffrey. What I have written down. <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page for this one. And then I'm going to skip a couple of these picks. Davion Nixon and Keith Taylor. 
you know, a defensive tackle and then another corner. Who knows what they're going to be? Fifth round picks. Deontay Brown, the guard out of Alabama. Started I think, yeah, right I think away. he's probably going to start. Yep. I'm surprised he fell that far. I think he could have gone a little sooner. And then the last one that I'm going to mention, She Smith should not have been there in the sixth round. He has the potential to be like Elijah Moore to me. And like people just kind of overlooked him a little bit because, again, a South Carolina player. But like really good route runner, electric feet, really quick. I really liked him. They've done more for Sam Darnold in this draft than the Jets had, did in three years. Like oh, they just 100%. Did. So they, look, they went into this draft and they said, what can we do to put Sam Darnold in a better place to succeed? Every single one of their picks did that for them. Every pick they made put Sam Darnold in a good position to win. So that to me is why they're winners. I mean, obviously you agree they're your number two team. Like, same thing. So I loved what they did. Like, absolutely 100% loved it. All right. Uh, so you want to move on to my number four? Yeah, you have anything to add for them? or I, I think you covered most of it. I mean, the only thing, if we're going to talk about Chuba Hubbard, he's not a receiver. Like, he's not a great No, he's a back. power back. So they already have their receiving back. Right. Their number one is he, their receiving he's, back. He's so. a change of pace. Yes. He's a goal line back, even though you still want Christian McCaffrey in on the goal line. But, like, you can go two back sets with him because the play fake, the, the ability to go play action with him and McCaffrey on the field you know, screen passes. Obviously, Hubbard's not going to be in on it. He's not going to be the receiver on that, but it just opens your playbook up a little bit more, and I think he's an upgrade over Mike Davis, and Mike Davis isn't even on the team anymore. So I just thought that was a steal in the fourth round. Oh, like, yeah. He, he could have gone higher, although I don't value running backs that high, but in the fourth round when a lot of the other backs were gone and nobody was kind of taking him, he's. I think that's an absolute win for them. Yeah. My number four, I have the New York Jets. I do not have the Jets. Do you at have, all. Are they, you don't have them at all? I don't have them at all. Okay. In either list. All right. They, they are also recognizing they're in a rebuild period. And they also drafted as such. I, I'm not going to talk about the Wilson pick. We've blown that into the ground. We've known that that was the pick for the past three, four months. But they traded up to get Elijah Vera Tucker, the best year interior, interior lineman in this draft. Okay. So can I say something about that? Yeah, go ahead. Because that's why they didn't make my winner's you list. You didn't like that they traded those thirds? Yes, but I don't like. Turning okay, picks no, into no, players. no, I understand that, and I, I liked Vera Tucker. You know, you know how yes. I felt about him. He was a top fifteen player to me, but I also think he probably would have been there for him, maybe, because but, obviously the Raiders took Alex Leatherwood, so I don't think they were taking Vera Tucker because they reached for a guy in the second round when Darisaw was still on the board. They traded up. What did they go up? Eight slots to get him. I think they went up eight slots. Yeah, and to move up eight slots to take a guard to me, I don't think it's a bad move. But I'm not going to put them as winners because, I, like I said, I want to see you let the draft come to you. And to me, that's just going – that's pushing too much. And that's fair. I did see – that was actually a very popular opinion of, on Twitter, what you just said. But I, I agree. Third-round picks, trading them for players, I, I almost don't agree with most of the time. But sometimes you have to take those picks and turn them into players that you like now. And, and, I, and I'm good with that. Like, I still like what the Jets did. They're just they didn't do better than the five teams that I have. Like yeah, that's they fine. still they still did a really good job in the draft. Like it, I'm not going to say that they didn't because they addressed a lot of needs and I'll let you get into them because it's your team. I just I don't value trading your first round pick which, you know, whatever, you're just swapping first and then giving up two thirds to go up and take a guy that's going to be a guard even though I really like him. If they had taken him at 22 or whatever, great pick. Like that's yeah. a great pick to me. But moving up and giving up assets to a team that desperately needs talent, to me, the, the trade-off isn't, doesn't end up equaling out. And that's you could have sat at 23 
or moved back and then got, you know, Landon Dickerson yes. or Liam Eichenberg, you know, later on. You know, there was plenty of offensive line talent that they could have gotten. And I, I agree. I, I think that part of it, they moved up. They were a little risky about it, but I also like the pick. They took a risk. They loved the guy, and I agree. I love him, too. But moving on, they, they got Elijah Moore and Michael Carter. To me, those are fantastic picks. Yeah, those are great picks, especially Michael Carter. They needed a running back big time, and to get him in the fourth round, that's a really good steal right yeah. there. Elijah Moore is an automatic starting slot receiver. 100%. Carter is already a great starting running back. I mean, I don't know who else they would even. He's more of a pass catcher. So I think they, like, Todd Gurley to me is someone that they should look at. Maybe. I feel like they still need, like, a starting two-down running back, and I don't know if Michael Carter is that guy. He's more of an elusive pass catcher, but I still like the value there, and he's still a very good player in the fourth round. And then Hamza Nasiruddin, awesome linebacker hybrid safety. Uh, and by awesome, I mean very, very good at I'll, both positions. I'll have to take your word on on that one. I have not looked him up. He was just not a player I checked out at all. And then Brandon Eccles, I didn't look at his film, but from everything that I read, he tested very well. So to get him in the sixth round, good on you. Overall, a great draft, I believe, to start start rebuilding. I don't think there might have been a few things they could have done better, but I mean, it's it's all who knows. Could have, should have, would have, basically. So. The other reason that I don't have the Jets as winners is I'm still of the mindset they should have just stuck with Sam Darnold. They're the first team in NFL history to draft two quarterbacks in the top three selections within three years of each other. To me, that's wasted draft assets, and Zach Wilson would have had a lower grade. Like, if Sam Darnold is in this draft, Sam Darnold would have had a higher grade. I personally, and I've said this, would have, take, would have taken Kyle Pitts with the number two selection and kept Sam Darnold. That's where I would have gone. And I've agreed with you. I, like, I love so, so to me, like, that's why they're not winners because they decided that, like, they messed up a pick three years ago and now they're going to try it again. Like, they're going to take another quarterback who I know that you're in love with him, but he's a massive question mark. And if you yes. want to argue with me that he's not a question mark, he is. Like, oh, he is. He played at BYU. There's no guarantee that he's going to be phenomenal. I've told you know how much I love Zach Wilson. Yes. But I've agreed with you. They should have kept Sam Darnold. If they gave Sam Darnold Kyle Pitts and then everything else on this draft was the same. Right. Like it, they like, are the easy number one winner for me. If they drafted yes, Kyle Pitts I, and kept I would agree everything with you. else. I would agree. But they didn't. So they got Zach Wilson, who's the number two quarterback, and I absolutely love. I've said he's going to be the number one quarterback in five years. Yes, I would rather have Kyle Pitts than Zach Wilson, but you don't have a quarterback at the moment. You take your quarterback, which and they agree. have the rest I, of the draft. I agree. They, they had to take a quarterback there. So, like, the only reason I fault them is I feel like they should have managed their roster better. Tried I, a year without Adam Gase? Well, yeah. Yeah, and I, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, that to me is just why they're not a winner because if they had Sam Darnold, they could have taken Kyle Pitts, who's going to be a guaranteed Hall of Famer. You could have had a Hall of Famer on your team, and instead you're you're just taking another swing at a quarterback. I get it. You you can keep taking swings until you hit. Eventually, you have to do a better job of building around a player like what the Panthers did for Sam Darnold. And to me, you can't be a winner if you're con- if you're consistently messing up a draft board. That's fair. I completely understand where you're coming from. So, who's your number four? My number four is actually the team that I just kind of talked about, uh, the Atlanta Falcons, taking Kyle Pitts. Interesting. So wow. they had nine selections. I feel like they addressed each one of their needs. Like with every pick, they got the best player in the draft. They took Richie Grant, who should be a starter. He should come in 
and be a starter. Sorry, I'm just I'm just trying to pull up the rest of their draft board. I no, don't have it right in front of me. I had most of these players written down, and then I just kind of forgot. Jalen Mayfield, the offensive tackle out of Michigan, they got him in the third round. He should have been gone sooner, I think. Like he's he's very talented. To get him in the third round, he's going to come in and start for them. He might not start at tackle. He might move to guard, but even still, that's a good pick, I think. Their secondary was terrible. So, like I said, they took Richie Grant out of UCF. Yeah, they probably could have gone with some with a different safety. Trayvon Merrig was still there, but yeah. they liked Richie Grant, so they took Richie Grant. I do fault them a little for missing on Merrig because I thought he was one of the top 20 players in the draft, but, you know, that is what it is. They took Darren Hall, corner out of San Diego State. I don't know if you watched him at all. I like what I saw. You know, he's not incredible. He should on. start for them. Then they take Drew Dahlman, center, out of Stanford. Okay, so what have they done with their, with their picks? They've, they've addressed offensive line. They got the best player in the draft, and they addressed their secondary. And then they go defensive tackle, defensive end, another corner, and a wide receiver in the sixth. So, like, every single one of their picks was targeted towards a specific spot on the field. And if you get the best player in the draft to pick four, to me, that's already a win. Like, they got the best player. Like, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. And then every single one of their picks, they might have reached on Grant, like I said. But I still like him, and it's, it addresses a, a serious need. Like, their, se- their secondary was terrible. They couldn't hold a lead. They were up 20 points on the Cowboys, and they blew it in a quarter and a half. That's terrible. So they went after those needs, they addressed them, and they got good players. They're not all my winners. I honestly didn't even think about them. But... They addressed what they needed to address. They got all these defensive players that they were lacking last year. I mean, their defense was atrocious. Absolutely terrible. Just terrible. I mean, the entire everything I've seen over the past week is why would you take Kyle Pitts when, well, you can drop 48 points and have 52 scored on it. Fair. But look what they did in the rest of the draft. They got these solid, solid defensive players. And yes, probably two of the guys they drafted will work out in some decent way. That's how most of the time it always happens. Two, three, maybe even four of them. But... They're at least trying. Some teams just didn't even try to get what they wanted to get, and you can't fault the Falcons for doing that. And like you said, they got the number one player in this draft. If it's not number one, it's 1A, and Trevor's 1B. And they got him at four. Yes. Like, it's not like they took him at two. They got him at four. Yeah. So they were able to take him at a slot, a slot lower than where he should have gone, and then they went out and they addressed the rest of their issues. Like, maybe they don't work out, but that's a crapshoot. You have no idea if they're going to work out or not. You have to assume that every player that teams draft, they assume is going to be good, especially like rounds one through four and maybe five. If they take players that address needs, then that to me is a win. And I think they did that. And they got a couple guys at positions where they should have been gone already. Like I said with Jalen Mayfield, I think he should have been gone in the second round. They got him in the third. That's good value. I 100% agree. I mean, I got nothing more to add to that. All right, so uh, are you on four or three? Three. All right, what do you got? Uh, The Miami Dolphins. Okay, they are my third team as well. Perfect, so we can go through this together. They got the 1B wide receiver in the draft to fill the slight hole that they had at wide receiver. I mean, they needed that that really good third to fill in. So, perfect. What, What better way to fill that in with the second, maybe first, maybe third best wide receiver in this draft. I think you can group all of those three together. Then they took the best edge rusher in this draft at pick 18. You and I have very different different thoughts on Jalen Phillips. He's still a top edge rusher. Like, yes. regardless of where I had him ranked, he's still a top edge rusher. Yeah. You know, like, that's a serious issue for them. They addressed it. And then I don't know if you looked at yeah, I watched Javon, Javon Holland. Holland. Yeah. Oh. He was someone that I had watched a little bit of in the pre-draft, and then... After they took him that night, I went and watched a lot of him. Yeah, he 
he's, he's something a, special. He's a versatile, over-the-top safety, and he can play base nickel corner and succeeded at both in Oregon. So whether they want to play one or the other, he'll succeed at either one, and he's almost an immediate starter. The next two picks they make are two of my favorite players in the draft. Really? Hunter Long out of Boston College. I had watched a lot of him. Okay, See, so I thought that was a little unnecessary because they have Adam Shaheen as their backup. Okay, but did you watch Hunter Long's I tape? I haven't. Okay. I like Pat Fryermuth. Hunter Long has a chance to be a lot better than him, in my opinion. God, I hope I, not. I obviously watched him a lot because I want, like, Boston College guys, I want to go to to the Patriots. You know, I'm not a Boston College fan, but, like, if you go to Boston College, I'm going to see a lot of you because Patriots fans are going to look at you and be like, oh, well, is this guy going to play for us someday? Yeah, he's he's pretty good. Yeah. Very physical tight end. Runs a lot of seam routes, which I like. Good blocker. Runs a decent route tree. Like, he very in, in a draft that Kyle Pitts isn't in, he could have been a first round. And Brian Flores, he comes from the Patriots. That's something they like to run. Yeah. Now they have it. They have Mike Jasicki. They got Hunter Long. I really like that pick. Liam Eikenberg. He's a potential yeah. starter. They got yeah. that pick he's 42. Prob- he's probably a starter. Yeah. Like, probably a starter already. And then... I know a lot of people are high on Larnell Coleman. I haven't checked him out. I didn't get time to check yeah, him I, out. Just a little bit. Again, a, a UMass guy, so I've heard of him. If physical, he's from UMass and a lot of people are high on him, then he's got to be very, yeah, very like, good. Physical, good size. You know, He's a seventh rounder. Who knows? I like that pick. And then they took this kid, Jared Dokes, I think his name is. Running back, Cincinnati. You know, Seventh round running back. That's a good time to take a running back, yeah, in my opinion. And I have it right, in, right here. I said... Jared Dokes is just a meh pick to me. I'm, but then I realize it's a seventh-round pick. It really doesn't matter because they have Gaskin and they have Selvin Ahmed. Honestly, so. the biggest winner in the whole draft is Miles Gaskin. Like, oh, yeah, his job was saved. <laughs> they, they didn't replace him. Shocking. One team that arguably should have replaced their running back because Miles Gaskin is not great. Like, he's solid, but I don't think he's the a 17. The one 17- team that, that could have replaced their running back didn't. And the one team that shouldn't have replaced their running back did. And... If you follow me on Twitter, you saw I went on a little bit of a rant Friday morning at like 5.30 a.m. about how the Jaguars screwed up by taking Etienne. We don't need to get into that right now. I do want to talk about it because it still grinds my gears just a little bit. So, I mean, that's all I have. Do so, you want to add anything to the Dolphins? Like, they're not – the Jags aren't on your losers list, are they? I thought about it just okay. in spite. So, I, I thought you were going to put them on your losers, so I wrote out a big, huge thing to talk you off of the ledge as to why Etienne is still a solid pick, even though I don't agree with it because never I never agree with taking a running back in the first round. No, I un- don't hear what I'm not saying. He's a good running back. Why are you taking I, him no, I understand. top 25 I, pick? I was going to talk you off the ledge. I'm not on the ledge. So, that, that, so I was concerned up until today until you just told me that. It was almost a spite placement. Because I hated that pick so much. Well, you saw that they wanted Kadarius Tony, right? I did not see that. Yeah, Urban. Well, obviously, Urban Meyer, Florida guy. Oh, he, yeah. he like was in love with Kadarius Tony. He said after the draft, he's like, "That's the guy we wanted at twenty-five, and we took Etienne." I think they took Etienne because he's probably the closest thing in the draft to Tony. Like he's like an like Kadarius Tony is the human joystick. Well, Etienne is pretty close to that. Like. His ability to run routes and catch passes is very similar, and he's got the same kind of speed and body build. So I think that's why they took him. But anyways, we're talking about the Dolphins right now. I, I mean, I have, You got I've, us off yeah. on that tangent. Sorry. I, that's why I said we can come back to it, but right, it like, just took us farther. Anytime teams go out of their way to put weapons around a quarterback and give a quarterback what he needs to succeed, that's a win for me. And now it's time. We see what Tua can do. He doesn't have 
Right. There's no excuses now. No. There's no excuses. Like, he can't look at Brian Flores and say, hey, I need Daddy Fitzpatrick to come and save me. There's none of that anymore. Which I'm glad he's gone because that's just, like, the most crushing thing for a quarterback to have to look over your shoulder for a guy that you know isn't going to replace you. Yeah. But they're going to put him in. So, like, Jalen Waddell, I would have taken Devontae Smith, but I understand why they took Waddell because Tua's the best deep thrower in college football history. They got the best deep threat in the draft. He is the best deep threat in the draft. Did you see he had 17 touchdowns at Alabama? Do you know what the average yardage of those touchdowns were? 44 and a half yards. The average yards of his touchdowns were from 44 yards. That means there were some of them that were like 70-yard touchdowns. So you want to talk about a guy that's making a big play? It's him. Like, he's probably the best big play guy in the draft. Yeah. And they got that. And they needed some explosiveness on the offense. So, all in all, like, I think the Dolphins were some of our winners in free agency. Again, they've won in the draft. So, now it's time. Tua's got to prove himself. No excuses I think that division is in the contention to be the hard, very, very hard division this year. I mean, the Bulls are going to stay the same, maybe even get better with the edges that they took. The Patriots now have a quarterback to potentially take Cam's spot, and they have their defenders back, and they had a good draft. And now, Dolphins. I mean, they were good last year. Would they go 9-7, 8-8? Uh, and seven, eight and eight? I think they were 10-6. and six, weren't They, oh, they might have been 10-6. and six. They were either 9-7 and seven or 10-6. And, and six. now the Jets... The Jets aren't going to win the division, but and the Jets have a decent team to at least compete, and the Jets always squeak away a game from the Patriots and the Bills and the Dolphins every single year. So that division gets a lot better, while a lot of other divisions get pretty pretty bad. But that's all I have to say on the Dolphins. All right, so the Dolphins were my number three, and we already talked about the Lions, who are my number two. So I'm going to my winner here. Yeah, that's fine. We already talked about the, my two as well. This is my big winner of the draft. I have the Chargers. They okay. are they are my number one draft team. And this this goes back to the same thing. Like, what are you doing to help your young quarterback? Okay. And the biggest problem last year for the Chargers was the offensive line. Well, what did they do? Oh, they they sat at pick 13 and got, you know, if Penny Sewell's the best tackle in the draft, well, Rashawn Slater's not too far off from him. Like, he's incredible. Like he, oh, yeah. he should have been a top ten pick. And if Sewell wasn't in the draft, he would have been the top tackle. Like, no question. So, they didn't move up. They sat at 13 and got their guy. Okay? Then, second round, they get Asante Samuel Jr. They didn't move up for him either. He should have gone a lot higher. So, already they have two players that should not have been available at their pick fall to them at their picks, and they take them. See, I like those two picks, but now you're getting down the line Oh, see, okay, so... I really don't like... So, you don't like Josh Palmer. Did you watch Josh Palmer? It's not that I don't like them. Yes, the Chargers were on my on my list. I had them written down, but they, in my opinion, didn't do a whole lot after round two. I, these guys oh, are see, nice. See, to me, I think Josh Palmer is going to be a very, very good number three wide receiver. And that's fair. That was a big need for them. They needed another wide receiver, okay? They get Trey McKitty. I watched a little bit of him. I, you know, I'm not blown away. He's He's decent. There was other tight ends on the board that they could have taken, but they liked what they saw out of him. Chris Rumpf out of Duke. I don't know if you watched him Did at not. all. I liked what I saw. You know, he's a good off-ball linebacker. He can cover, but he's really more of an edge rusher. They really needed to to address the edge rush. Like they they needed to address pass rush. They did that. Then they come back, they take another tackle, okay? Who graded all out all right. You know, he wasn't incredible. Then they go inside linebacker, 
and then they get a running back, uh, Larry Roundtree, who a lot of people after the draft said that he should have gone sooner. I don't know about that, but he could have gone. So, like, all in all, I think they got one of the top seven players in the draft. They could end up getting the best corner in the draft because I would have, if Asante Samuel had played this season, he opted out, I think he would have been the best corner in the draft. Like, I, I really, that's really how I feel about him. Josh Palmer is a sneaky good pick as a wide receiver. He's got great hands, long arms, and he's like got really good body control. His speed is off the charts. Like he's another speedy guy. Watch out for him. Like I think he's going to be really good. So like their their top 5 picks, every single one of them addresses a need, and every single one of them I thought was just really solid at their position. That's 100% fair. I think that I think the Chargers did well. I just couldn't put them in my top 5 because I didn't I like those picks that they have. They're, those are nice players. I don't think they are good or great players that other teams on my list have drafted. I'm going to preface my number one real quick. They are an A-plus to me, but they are boosted because their first two picks, in my opinion, were the best first two picks out of any team in the draft. I have the Cleveland Browns. No. Based on Based on where these players ranked up, in big boards and in their respective positions, they got the best coverage, one of the best coverage corners in this draft, Greg Newsom. Yeah, at I, I think I think you're overvaluing him a little bit. I still like him, but I think he's overvalued a little bit at 26. I would have moved disagree. down. I I I think he's a li- just a little bit. I still think he's a first rounder. But see, I didn't have Greg Newsom getting to the Browns in my mocks. I don't know if I would have taken Newsom and like for the for the Browns. I like the Browns secondary. So like to me, I don't think they addressed like a need for them. I think he's a really good player and it's like the riches, you know, the, the, the rich get richer mm-hmm. kind of thing. But I think there was other places they could have gone with that, like pass rush. I think the edge rusher or D tackle would have been a really good spot for them and they could have moved down and acquired more picks. Um, but keep going. I, I know you're gonna say Awuso Koromoa that's probably like the biggest steal in the draft because yes. he went at pick what fifty two should have gone a lot higher. Um, so I, you know, that's that's a win for but them absolutely. Back to the Newsome thing, he's he's not an immediate starter because their starter Denzel Ward and Troy Hill, those are good starters, and, and they but, have Greedy Williams. Greedy okay. Williams is like a what, really what have we good seen corner. of Greedy Williams? Well, he's been hurt. Twenty nineteen, that's all we've seen of Greedy Williams. Right, but and I mean, he was hurt. It wasn't great. What are you talking about? Greedy Williams was really good for them in 2019. It wasn't great, is what I'm saying. Okay, but it wasn't great, but he was really good. Like he's a really good number two corner. And Troy Hill is pretty good. That's you know? why I'm not I'm not putting Newsom over Troy Hill. I think Newsom is the number three. Right. right. So you drafted your your third or fourth corner in the first round. Who says he's not going to finish as the top two? And I don't. I mean, I don't want it this to go to an argument. But no, I I understand what you're saying. I'm say, like like I've said, you can't. I'm not going to project whether or not I think players are going to be incredible or not. Okay, Kyle Pitts, I do that, but that's because I really, truly believe that Kyle Pitts is a Hall of Famer. Like, Greg Newsom, I'm not going to pre- predict that he's going to end up being better than Troy Hill and Greedy Williams. Like, he's, as of right now, like, right now on the roster, he's their fourth corner. He's your, he's their fourth corner. I just, I would have gone elsewhere. I, and that's fair, but I think, like you said, the, the Browns have a top four roster in the NFL. Their entire roster, you have them in the top four, five, right? I don't think you can argue there's four rosters better than them. Okay. D- top to bottom. People are going to say the Chiefs, but after position seven, the Browns have all the best players after that. So the Browns filled a spot in the defense that was 
slightly low on the ratings after Greedy Williams, if you want to say. I think he's above Greedy Williams, but sure. And then they took Jeremiah Ousu Koromoa, and granted, he doesn't fit right now perfectly into their roster, but... Actually, I think that that was... That's who I had them mocked for in the first round, so I actually really like that pick. And like we said, he had that heart condition or whatever. That's probably why he fell, but... They really needed a coverage linebacker. But so it's, it's the versatility. I, yeah, right. Like, he's a coverage linebacker, so I really like that pick out of them. They play a base 4-2-5. So, realistically, he's not going to fill into their linebackers right now because they have Anthony Walker and they have Taki Taki, who's done very well. Yeah, I really like well. Taki Taki. Unless he plays, like, the wide linebacker-esque role, kind of corner linebacker hybrid during the game. But the 4-2-5 will fill in nicely in the linebacker if they need it, or the nickel corner, like I just said, it's... No matter what, that's just great versatility. And then they got a nice swing developmental offensive tackle in James Hudson, which is a great backup selection in the fourth round and maybe even a potential starter by the end of the year. I doubt it because their tackles are, are actually very good in Jack Conklin and Jedrick Wills. Like I said before this, A-plus probably pretty, pretty high ranking for the Browns, but I think those first two picks are the best first two picks out of any team in the draft. So that's why they're boosted up. Sure, maybe demote them to an A if you really want to, but I think you got to give them credit where credit is due. Their roster just got so much better with just the draft alone. Yeah, I, j- I just I'm not saying they had a bad draft because like Anthony Schwartz, you didn't even mention him. Why no, did you I say about Auburn. Like he's re- I really like him. I just like, think that picks. I like because he, they already have very good wide receivers. Right, so I don't right. know if we're gonna see much of him. Right. So like here's the thing, like you just said. So. Koromoa, he might not fit in as a starter right away. Oh, he'll he'll see the field a lot. Right, he'll see the field a lot, but you're not sure if he's going to be an immediate you know, linebacker impact. corner starter. Yeah. Right, Greg Newsom, we, he might be their fourth corner. Anthony Schwartz, he might be their fourth wide receiver right now. Like right now, I don't think that these players are immediate impact players for the Browns, and that's why I don't ha- like. They might end up being really good players for them in the future, but like right now, immediately on the spot, do they address? You know, so they really hit home with players that, with positions they needed, and I don't think that they immediately are going to help the Browns. Like maybe two years from now, they do. Okay, so and that's I, fine. I've just looked at what they run defense. It was four two five last year, but right now it's saying that they run a four three. So if they run, a, if they switch to a four three, then Koromoa, yes, fits he'll be in on the perfectly field because he'll, yeah, he'll play the inside as the coverage linebacker. Yes, which, but, which fair enough, that upgrades their draft, their their draft a little bit for yes. me, but like. Like I said, I just I think they drafted three or four guys early that I really like, but they don't immediately impact the roster, you know, right away. And that's what I'm looking for. Like I'm looking for guys that are gonna come in, start day one, and be helpful to the roster. Now, you've given the Browns a top free agent pickup or top free agency winner, whatever. You, you had them really high. Yes, you I give did. them your number one draft. I asked you two weeks ago, I asked you this question. And you were, you were kind of anti the answer that I thought you were going to give. I said, if the Browns don't make it to the AFC Championship game, doesn't that say everything you need to go know about Baker Mayfield? And I'm going to ask it to you again. no at the time. Right. You had said, well, it's not on Baker if they don't get there. How can you, can, how can you give them the top draft, one of the top free agency moves, you know, some of the top free agency moves? They already have a loaded roster. If they don't get to the AFC title game, what? It, yes, I mean, whose I, fault is I, it? I agree with you. See, here's the thing. I don't. They wanna, also also Kevin Stefanski, coach of the year. I don't want to put all of the blame on Baker because their offense could produce, but you never know. I don't want to say it's going to be Baker's fault, but if if they do not make an AFC championship game, they it's someone's fault. 
Someone needs to get sacked, whether it be Baker, whether it be Stefanski, whether they no, look, it's not Stefanski. Stefanski's going to fantastic job with this. Whether roster. they look to move elsewhere, maybe Antonio or not Antonio Brown, Oda Beckham Jr. doesn't perform well for them, so maybe they look they elsewhere did, with him. They did better without him last year. But I'm saying I don't want to put. That's why my answer is no to this question because I don't want to put all of the blame on Baker because I think he's better than their next so, option. Okay, so his defense is going to be potentially a top five defense. He's got a top seven offensive line. You have ridiculous talent at the wide receiver and tight end positions. You have two top 15 running backs in the league. You have an incredibly good coach who's a very good offensive mind. You have good defensive coordinators. Who's, yeah, who are you going to blame? What if he's throwing the ball great? What if he's playing football great and it's not just him? Like There could be uh, other if he's playing If he's playing football great, then they're going to get to the AFC title game because the roster is one of the best rosters in the NFL. Their corners and safeties are ridiculous. They're going to have the best pass rush in football. Name me a better pass rushing unit than the Browns. There, there's not one. No. Their linebackers are their one weak spot, and linebacker we've already seen is not one of the most important positions on the field anymore. There's no excuse for them not to make the AFC title game. So yes, there's I'll, not. Okay, I'll agree with you. Sure. Like, thank you. Like, this is on Baker. If they don't get that, he's been given everything he needs to succeed. He's got two top wide receivers. He's got really Austin Hooper and David Njoku are really good tight ends. Well, Njoku's not even the number two anymore. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Njoku's your number three wide or tight end. And, you know, like, that's a B plus tight end room. Their offensive line is good. Like, there's no excuse for them. Baker needs to get it done. They need to get to the AFC title game, or to me, that's a bust out of him. That's on him if they don't do that. Yeah, okay, I'll agree. As soon as you said Browns, they said, well, we're going here again because yeah, that's fine. you can't tell me that all of these things they've done well and it's not on him if they don't succeed. I just want to point out that the Browns defense, it could give a running to as the best defense in the league. Exactly, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Making my point some like, more. Like, uh, they have Miles Garrett. Andrew Billings is a great D-tackle. Malik Jadavion Jackson. Clowney. Malik, I'm getting there. Malik Jackson is a great D-tackle. Jadavion Clowney, I mean, what, what more do you have to say about the guy? Jeremiah Osukoromoa, I've already talked him up enough. Anthony Walker is a pretty good middle linebacker. I really like Taki Taki. Denzel Ward is a great cornerback. Troy Top Hill, five corner in the Troy league. Hill is a great cornerback. Ronnie Harris. Their, their safeties are a little bit on the I like their on the lower um, side, but I do like them. The safety that they Ronnie from Harrison the Rams. and John Johnson. Yeah, John Johnson. I really like John which we'll Johnson. be talking about him in a little bit. Oh, we're gonna talk. Oh, because you're yes. Okay, so I'm assuming the Rams are a loser for you, but I don't want to spoil anything. You want to jump in? Give me your fifth loser. Well, actually, hang on. I have an honorable mention. Okay. Winner. I have three, but we don't need to get into all of it. Okay. I'm just, I just want to give you a quick, I, shockingly, I liked what the Cowboys did. Okay. We will talk about them later. Okay. So you have the Cowboys. All right. Then I I won't bring them up. You obviously have them as a loser then. My three honorable mentions for winners are uh, Vikings, Eagles, and football team. And I don't want to get into them. I I just liked what they did as a, as to piece together their team to make it better. I couldn't fit them into my top five. The Vikings were a team I struggled with. The only reason I didn't is because I felt the Kellen Mond pick. They didn't need to make that pick. Yeah, and that's like, why they're I not just, in my top yeah, five. Yeah, like that one was the one that took them out of the top five for me. Yeah. They, I really liked their draft. I liked that they moved back, and they got the player they wanted. Those are just three teams that I really like what they did as, as to yeah. make their team better. Same thing with the Eagles, although they moved up, although they had to move up because I think the Giants were taking Devontae Smith. Yes. I think they got the best receiver in the draft. Landon Dickerson, I really like him as a oh, center. Yeah, that you was, guys know I wanted the Steelers to take him. Yeah, that so. was that was a good pick for them. And then the football team, they make their, their linebackers better. Like, I thought they were taking Coromoa for the longest time. They took Jamin Davis. Fine, Which I really like him had too. him mocked. 
Had him mocked to the football team. Fair. I'm going to take a lap on that one. Sam Cosme is a very good offensive tackle. I don't know if you looked up Benjamin St. Juice, uh, Minnesota's cornerback. Very good. Very, very, very good. Diami Brown, the North Carolina receiver. Is okay. I really like Diami Brown. I was really upset when New England when he didn't fall to New England in the fourth. He struggles a little bit with the route tree, but overall, speedster. He, he's got the potential to be similar to DK Metcalf, but not like the physical size yes. as a deep threat and as just an overall receiver. Like I think he could be similar to DK. Yes, and then Shaka Tony, that dresser out of Penn State. Yeah, I really like that pick. I like but I mean, that's all I have for the winners. But uh, we're going to take a quick break before we get to the losers. Okay, so let's jump into the losers here. Who do you have for your fifth loser? Preface, these aren't in any order. I had a very hard time putting my five into a very specific order as losers. These are just the main five that I had as losers. So I have the Houston Texans. Made my losers list. I'm glad we both have this one because this wasn't really difficult for me. The lack of picks makes it hard for them to be put here, though, but... Even with the lack of picks, they did almost nothing. They had an easy quarterback selection this draft with the Watson allegations, but okay, I still think so, they reached on Davis so, Mills. So you're not going to shit on them for taking a quarterback? I think a quarterback selection was smart, but I do think that this Davis Mills selection was a reach. Okay, so I am shitting on them for a quarterback pick. Really? Yes. Are the Texans going to be any good next year? No. So why are you taking a quarterback in the third round? You're not going to be good next year. Is there any guarantee that he's going to be good at all? No. Okay, so don't waste a third-round pick when you have a roster that is completely devoid of talent. They have no pass catchers that are of any value. They just don't. There's nobody there on that roster that's any good. I think maybe Cooks is still there. Brandon Cooks is okay. Okay, but like, if Deshaun Watson doesn't play, or even if he does play, your roster's terrible. So don't waste a third-round pick, which is the highest pick you have, on a developmental quarterback when if you go 2-14 and 14 next year, you're going to be picking number one in the draft, and you're going to be able to get your quarterback there if Deshaun Watson's not playing for you anymore. Yeah. So that I, I to me— I didn't really think about it that way. That, to me, is why they lost the draft. Their roster's just terrible. Where, where, where are they on your— on They're your... my number two loser. Oh, wow. Yes. They, they passed on Amari Rodgers and Deami Brown. I would have much rather have had them take a wide receiver in the third round because— Again, their pass catchers are terrible. They're terrible. Their offensive line is bad. Oh, they also passed in the third round. They passed on Jalen Mayfield, who would have been a really solid pick for them. They passed on Hunter Long, Wyatt Davis, and Ronnie Perkins as pass rushers, and Aleem uh, Mick, I can't say his last name, Mick and Daniel. He's a defensive tackle. Okay, yeah. Fourth round, they take Des Fitzpatrick, wide receiver out of Louisville, but they pass on Amon Ra, Amon Ra, St. Brown, and Tillian Wallace. Those are two guys that I think everyone agrees are going to be better than Des Fitzpatrick. Like, I, I'm sorry, like their roster is so bad that where they made selections and what they did just doesn't make any sense to me. I would much rather just, okay, we don't have a quarterback this year. We're going to start Tyrod Taylor. Like, what is Davis Mills expected to do? Okay, well, if Deshaun Watson doesn't play, are you really going to start Tyrod Taylor all 17 games? What's the point in that? There's no few, so you drafted Davis Mills. So now you got to find out if Davis Mills is any good. Well, you gave him nothing to work with because your your roster is already terrible. So why draft a quarterback that's a developmental project and you already are probably going to have to start him day one? You are doing all my explaining for me. I love it. All right, fair. So you hate the quarterback pick? I hate it. Okay. I like Davis Mills as a prospect. I really did, but to the Texans makes no sense. Now the one thing that they did that really grinds my gears is that third round trade up that they had. Where they got the Panthers' third round pick, and they traded—they traded way too much 
way, way too much to get Nico Collins. And he's good. Don't get me wrong, but he's not worth what they gave away. They gave away their fourth round pick that, uh, this year, the fifth round pick this year, and next year's fourth round pick for the 89th pick in the draft. Again, just it's so much. They, they um, have no talent. They need to accept that they're going to be bad. I if, Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I go do ahead. like the Brevin Jordan pick. I liked Brevin Jordan. I, I was pretty high on him. He's a kind of Janu Smith-esque tight end. So I think he'll be good going forward. Well, that's if they give him someone to throw the ball to him. And then the last two picks are just kind of whatever players. Roy Lopez probably got lucky to be drafted, if, if realistically. Yeah, he. And I'm sorry. I said Des Fitzpatrick. I meant Nico Collins. I actually do like that pick, but again, like. There was other guys on the board that I liked better than Nico yeah, Collins. Yeah, it's a good pick, but they traded away way too much right, to get him. Right, like they so, just to move up all those slots to grab him makes no sense to me. It just yeah. doesn't. You had very little picks. They had five picks in the entire draft. Yeah, and I like one of them. I like two of them, but one of them they traded away too much. Right. So I like one of them. Right, and I don't even and like the one I like him, but y- you know, like I, I said, I mean, it's, it's it's a fifth round tight end. Is he gonna be good? Who knows? I actually liked Brevin Jordan a lot. Oh, I love. Out. I, I really like Brevin Jordan. Him, him and Kenny Yaboa to me, like Kenny Yaboa didn't even get drafted. I think he went to the Seahawks as an as a free. He might have gone to the Seahawks or the Vikings. I can't remember, but both of them really athletic pass catching tight ends. I really liked what each one of those guys brought, and I thought they were kind of like hybrid wide receivers, similar to Kyle Pitts. So Jordan to me is a good pick for them. But I'm not like I don't ding them for that. But everything else they did, it's like you trade up to get a wide receiver when you should have just taken one with that pick, and then you still would have had, the, you know, just Davis Mills to me makes no sense. It just yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. I think there's so little that they did, and none of it's really good that I think we can just move on. Who's your number five? I have Denver. Okay, and wow. it's it's pretty simple, honestly. I had almost had them as an honorable mention of my winners. All right, so they were a team that they had. Their first two picks, they go Patrick Sertain and Javante Williams. We both discussed corner is not a necessity for them. No. Okay. What was a necessity for them? Linebacker. Who did they pass on? Micah Parsons. Is Micah Parsons potentially going to be the best defensive player in this draft? Yeah, potentially. He's that good. Okay. So, yeah, you took Patrick Sertain, but I don't urge teams to draft for need, but I also don't urge teams to draft positions that we, I just talked about it. The Browns, like, I, I felt like the Browns, they drafted good players, but they don't need those players at all. Patrick Sertain could be their third corner. Well, don't draft a corner when Micah Parsons, which is a position you desperately need, is legitimately the best player on defense in the draft, and you're taking a corner in front of him. Do you think part of it came down to them picking a player that they think they could chip off to the Packers if they decide to trade Aaron Rodgers. Do you think that has any play in that? You don't think they could trade Micah Parsons to the Packers? Well, no, I do, but knowing that the Packers kind of need a cornerback, do you think that plays any bit of, bit of a role in that? I think that the Packers would rather have Micah Parsons. I literally have it written down in my notes. Also, they passed on Justin Fields. Yeah. You passed on Justin Fields. You think that maybe the Packers might have looked to him like and been like, hmm, you know, Jordan Love, we like Jordan Love, but Justin Fields is pretty damn good. You passed on two guys you could have traded to the Packers for Aaron Rodgers. And I'm not factoring in Aaron Rodgers to this draft. You still passed on Justin Fields. Your quarterback situation is Drew Locke. Well, that's not a very good quarterback situation. So if you're assuming that you're going to be able to trade for Aaron Rodgers, that to me is like, well, you should have tried to get it done. And obviously the the Packers hung up the phone on you. So you need to take it. Okay, well, we're not going to be able to trade for Aaron Rodgers. So we need to do a better job at the draft. So you pass on Micah Parsons. Okay, fine. Then you take Javante Williams at, in the beginning of the second round. Why do they need a running back? 
You have Melvin Gordon. Why are you trading up to get Javante Williams a running back? That, to me, makes no sense. I'm not even going to go into, like, the rest of their draft because just those decisions, like, right there, to me, make them losers. I, I just... Moving up and passing on players that are going that are going to be immediate starters for you is a really good way to end up on my you screwed up list. Yeah. And I'll say this, Quinn Marinez or Marinez, the guard out of Wisconsin Whitewater, yeah. really like him. Like I really like his tape and Baron Browning, the linebacker out of Ohio State. Yeah, he's solid. Like I I do like that pick too, but I think you could have had much better players. Their first two picks are just Javante Williams is a reach, but certain to me you should have taken a, you should have taken Micah Parsons. Or Justin Fields. You passed on two guys that I think are going to be way more important than Sertain ever will be for you. Fair. I can't disagree with anything you just said. I just I still think Sertain will play a role in their team very well. I don't think they needed him. I'm sure he will. I think they'll figure out something you know, to do You know what would have been nice, though? You play in a division with Travis Kelsey. Would have been nice to have a linebacker that's incredibly fast to cover him. That would have been nice. Yeah, that's fair. And Is that all you got? You want to keep ranting on? I can listen to you talk about this for a while. I mean, I'm so. good. I just... It's hard to determine losers. Yes. That's why they're my fifth. I just think that they screwed up their for their top two picks. And you need to nail your top two picks. Yes. That's a good segue into mine. I think it's very hard to determine losers and getting screwed or screwing up your picks can get you put in a loser's column. Uh, I have the Dallas Cowboys as my fourth, fourth in quotes, loser. Okay, so you just said that Denver was an honorable mention winner for you. Well, not an honorable mention winner, but you ha- almost had him in the winners. I, I have Dallas. Well, yes. Dallas would have been my sixth winner. Okay. So you go ahead. I, do your thing. I'm going to start it off with they got screwed over by the Panthers taking a cornerback. All right, and I'm going to stop you right there. They're not losers in that situation because you I, know what they did? I'm just, I'm just saying it. That's not right. what makes them a loser. Okay, I'm but just saying They didn't it. overreact to a bad situation when they're the guy that they clearly no, wanted. Go ahead. No, I'm go not, ahead. I'm go not ahead. saying that they overreacted. I'm just saying I'm starting it off with they got screwed by the Panthers with the Panthers taking a cornerback. They avoided taking positions that they really, really needed. And it's shown by taking two linebackers within the first two rounds. One of which was Parsons, who they basically got handcuffed to. Fine. They took Parsons. Parsons could be the best defensive player in this draft. But well, you can't be a loser, but also get the best defensive player in the draft. Yes, you can. No, it's, okay, but all of they got, you can't fault them because someone else took their pick. Like I'm not, someone took their I pick. I can't say that that's what makes them. You have losers, them in the loser column. Dude. They're not losers because the Panthers took the cornerback. I think it's the rest of their picks. I, okay. And I'm going to say it. I like Calvin Joseph, their number two pick. I just don't like anything else that they did. They took Nashawn Wright, who honestly could have went undrafted. They did not address safety issues at all. Overall, they didn't take positions of need on the defensive side of the ball. Defensive picks were good. I disagree they, with that. The defensive picks were good, they are good players. But I just can't personally see where most of these guys are getting on so, the field. So what actually makes them a loser for you? Because when you say loser, you have the Houston Texans as your fifth loser. But then I you have the Cowboys. I, I said there's no order. Okay, whatever. But you have the Texans as losers. But then you turn around and say they got the best defensive player in the draft. Yes, but they have a linebacker room that's very, very They also good. have a linebacker room that's injured a lot. Okay, like Sean Lee just retired. Leighton Vander Esch is constantly hurt, and they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. So he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Jalen Smith, I love him a lot. Hurt all the time. So they put they took Micah Parsons after their pick got taken. They were obviously going to take Patrick Sertain. We all know that. that. They moved back. They moved back in the draft two spots and still got the top guy. What else are they supposed to do? So they got their pick stolen. Well, uh, let's just take, uh, I don't know, Devontae Smith. Just, it's what's the, it's the rest of what they did. Those players, these players. So Osa, God, I can't even say this name. 
Odigahuzua. Defensive tackle out of UCLA. They needed a defensive tackle. They couldn't stop the run last year. So they addressed the need of defensive tackle. Then they go. He Chauncey. doesn't fit in as a starter, though. He's their fourth best guy. Who do they have at defensive Demarcus tackle? Demarcus Lawrence and Neville Demarcus Gallimore. Demarcus Lawrence plays D end. Or not, sorry, they play they, a four three. Tristan Hill and Neville Gallimore. They play a four three. Yes. So they have Demarcus Lawrence. They have Neville Gallimore. They have Tristan Hill, and they have Randy, Randy Gregory. As oh, their Neville Gallimore and Tristan Hill are are superstars, right? They're probably going to start. How do you know that? They took him in the third round. They took a defensive tackle in the third round. They needed help at defensive tackle because they, those guys couldn't stop the run last year either. <laughs> they couldn't stop the run. So you're going to fault a team because they address, they took players that address needs. Yes, but they aren't their exact needs. How were they not their exact needs? They couldn't stop. They took a corner with their second pick. They took Kelvin Joseph, who a lot of people really like. He's raw and he needs help with his ball skills. He's long and athletic. I'm sick of hearing your voice already. You, you can't tell me that these are great picks for the Cowboys. They addressed their problems. No, their problems were their secondary. And they, op- they, their took, own, they their, took two corners. Their, and one of them probably could have went undrafted. Okay. They still took Calvin Joseph. I fault them for, ta- for not taking Asante Samuel. I do. I fault them on that one. They took a corner. Their corner got taken. They were obviously going to take Sertain in the first round. Yes. So they still ended up with the best defensive player in the draft. That doesn't matter when you need secondary. So how does that make... Okay, they need secondary. They still took a secondary in the second round. How can they be a loser? It's because of everything else that they did. None of these guys fit their way onto the field that I see them fitting their way. And the Cowboys could come off and prove me 100% wrong. They're going to. I don't fit... Deshaun Wright's probably never going to touch the field for the Cowboys. Chauncey Golston, he'll probably play. Osa, probably going to touch the field this year. Kelvin Joseph's good pick. Jabril Cox, probably never going to touch the field. Josh I Ball, like Jabril Cox. Josh Ball, probably never going to touch the field. Simi Fehoko, good. Fine, they, they addressed... A, a, I really like one, Semi One wide receiver position that they needed. Good for them. Quentin Bohana, probably never going to touch the field. Israel Mukuhamu, sorry, I don't know how to pronounce that. Probably never going to touch the field. And why, why are you saying that every single one of these guys is not going to ever touch the field? Like, where do you wh- see them fitting their way into the field, Gary? What are you talking about? Like, seriously, what are you talking about? It's not like the Cowboys had a good defense last year. A lot of these guys are going to start for them. They're they're legitimately going to start. Like Josh Ball, he might end up being a starting offensive lineman for them because their offensive line has been hurt for consistently two years now. Deshaun Wright, I don't know why you're just saying he can't play. He, he probably could have went undrafted. How can you say that? He didn't perform. He's not a very good cornerback. Did you watch there his tape? So, I liked his tape. I didn't. Every I didn't single see one of these anything guys, that every I liked. Si- okay, let me give you your last one. Dan Quinn is their new def- defensive coordinator. Who was Dan Quinn the defensive coordinator of at one point? He was the Seattle Seahawks defensive coordinator when they had the Legion of Boom. Every single one of the players on the Legion of Boom, big hitters, long, and athletic. Every single one of the players that the Dallas Cowboys took, big hitter, long, athletic. They took players that are going to fit in that system. So so, so just because, once again, just because you don't like a talent that makes them a loser, that's where I disagree with you. You're looking at them like, you don't really like this guy, so obviously he's not going to be any good. Like, you don't know that. No, I obviously don't know that, but I'm going off of how they looked in college and how they fit into the system that the Cowboys are bringing forward into this season. I think they fit perfectly into Dan Quinn's defensive system. Agree to disagree. That's all I got to say I mean, fine. I I don't think that... He runs a 4-3. They drafted the best linebacker, the best defensive player in the draft. They got a corner with their second pick. They took a defensive tackle with their third pick, and they went D-end corner after that. Those are all positions of serious need for them, and they took them. 
They didn't take a single offensive player until they took the tackle, Josh Ball, in the fourth round. Like, if they had, if they had taken Devontae Smith in the first round, yeah, I'd have called him a loser because they needed defense. They went all defense with their first six picks. That's how you win a draft. I don't think that in a room full of linebackers that are, are very good, they needed to take these linebackers. Their linebackers are hurt all the time. Dude, you can't convince what, me that they're a losing you, team. What? If you want to say that they didn't win the draft, fine. But they're not a loser. You can't put them in the same sentence as these teams that just did not draft well. There's oh, yeah. no way. Yeah, but I don't think you could put the Broncos in the same sentence as, as all of these teams that didn't draft well. I think the Broncos did, did fairly well. No, I think they screwed up their first two picks. I think they took positions they legitimately did not need. These are two teams that you and I just aren't going to agree I mean, that's with. fine. I, I was shocked that you had the Broncos on, on your losers. Shocked. I think the Broncos did fairly well. I, yes, they didn't get a quarterback, but still, I like... I don't want to get back into the Broncos, but uh, it's fine. I, I'm just saying they needed a linebacker and they passed on Micah Parsons. The Cowboys got their players stolen from them and were smart and moved back two slots, picked up extra picks, and still got the best defensive player in the draft. They could have panicked right there. They could have. They could have panicked and they didn't. I don't like their third and on picks. I don't. I mean, whatever. I, but I, I don't like, think they that still they fit their, their way onto this team. Their top four pick. Their top five picks are all positions of need. Every single one of them is position to need. You can't say that they're not going to find their way onto this team when their defense was awful last year. It was awful, and they took all defensive guys. Osa is going to start day one. He's going to start. You hope. No, I don't hope. I know he's going to start. Their defensive line is terrible. Okay, and we'll see. We will see how, how, how he does for the Cowboys if he starts, how much playing time he gets. I don't see these guys working their way onto the field. I mean, whatever, but they're going to have to play. They're going to have to play. They use draft capital on them. So they don't have anybody else. Do you even know the other, the other starting corner for the Cowboys? Really, Trevon Diggs? Well, yeah, who's their second one? Do you even know who he is? Oh, it's probably going to be Kelvin Joseph. Right, exactly. Kelvin Joseph is going to be their number I two corner. I like Kelvin Joseph as the pick. I think Kelvin Joseph was my favorite pick of theirs. <laughs> I can't, I, whatever. I whatever. like Micah Parsons. He could be the best defensive player out of this draft. <laughs> you can't. Yes, you, no, because they need corner badly. They need someone next and they to did Trevon that. Diggs. You just said you like Kelvin Joseph. I told you, every pick outside of number two, one and two, I like. I don't see where three to seven fit their way right. into, this, into this team. Whatever. We Moving can agree on. to disagree. Mo- we could have had on. this argument with the Broncos. Who's your number four? I have the Steelers. Okay. This is going to be great because now you're just pissed off and I have your team I as don't. I really don't care what this – I'm irritated what the Steelers did. Just you talk about it because right. I don't want so, to. Uh, the Steelers, they might have taken a highly rated player with their top two picks. Najee Harris is a first-round talent. How are they going to run the football with no offensive line? They clearly the needed offensive line. Yes. Okay, so they take Najee Harris. who's who, Yeah, he's probably the best running back in the class. Then they take Pat Fryermuth, who I really like Pat Fryermuth. Really good tight end. Probably the second best tight end. Well, he is the second best tight end in the class. Again, they pass on offensive line. Then they finally go offensive line. They take Kendrick Green, right? I, do I have that right? Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Isn't he's a center? I believe. Guard. He's a guard. Their first offensive position was guard, I believe, unless it was center guard. They went center guard with two of their picks. Yeah, Kendrick Green is guard, and then they went. Dan yeah, Moore, and then they went Dan Moore out of Texas A and M, who's had a lot of injury problems. That I I think I'm reading that right. Yeah, he had injury problems at Texas A and M. I'm sorry. They should have went tackle with their first pick. They're not telling me anything that I don't know. Uh, okay. Well then. You and I don't have to talk about it. I want you to explain your position to everybody else. I mean, I think it's pretty clear. Like, 
They needed an offensive line. Yeah, they needed a running back, but you know what? You probably could have got a guy like Trey Sermon in the third round. Well, why are you why are you letting James Conner walk when he could have signed a cheap deal? And I wouldn't have signed James Conner. I'm just saying. Why are you letting a running back that you had could have signed very cheap walk, and then you use first round draft capital on another running back? Why are you using first round draft capital on a running back at all? In my opinion. Yeah. I agree. When you could have traded back into the early first round and taken Landon Dickerson. Yep, could have traded back. Which, honestly, he's Landon Dickerson is probably the most versatile offensive lineman in this entire draft class. Yep. He can play guard, he can play tackle, and honestly, the dude could probably sit, play center if you really wanted to put him there. They started off this draft very pissed, and then you took a video of me when we took the second round pick. Why are we taking Pat Fryermuth? I get it. He's a good tight end. Eric Ebron isn't the best, but we still have Eric Ebron as our tight end. Two wasted picks right off the bat when both of those could have been offensive line. Could have got and, Hunter Long in the third round. And possibly. we need a cornerback. Why do we wait until round seven to take a cornerback? Yep. Pass what, on Asante Samuel. Wh- what is the point? And Trey Norwood, sure. Probably. I haven't watched any tape because I've been so yeah. pissed oh, at what the Steelers did. Trey my, Norwood, Oklahoma corner. Oklahoma corners did nothing but get roasted. My favorite pick so. that the Steelers had. <laughs> Presley Harvin in the seventh round, the big a old punter, punter baby yeah, out of right. Georgia like Tech. Like you guys took a punter in the seventh. We could have easily come out and said, okay, we know what we need. We'll let our run game be shit this year like it was last year, but at least we have a good offensive line to back up and protect Ben Roethlisberger, who honestly is probably three more good hits away from being done with his entire career. Well, I said he's three cheeseburgers away from having to move to left tackle yeah. and play left tackle because you just lost Alejandro Villanueva. Yeah. So now you don't have the guy that you figured you were going to bring back. I understand that they had a need at running back. Chuba Hubbard, to me, like if he develops as a pass catcher, can be every bit as good as Najee Harris. Let me just read off the Steelers' offensive line for next year. Yeah, sure. We have Chukwomo Okora Force as our left tackle. Okay, Mediocre. Do you even know who he is? I know who he is, okay. yes. He, he's not terrible, but he's not good. Where did he play last year? He played left tackle. He was left tackle last year. Why? Wasn't didn't Villanueva play left tackle last year? He played left tackle a good amount. I think okay. they rotated roles often. Kevin Dotson. Kevin Dotson is decent. Decent. Like Kendrick decent. Green, we just drafted him, so I, I Right. So you have a rookie starting center. Yes. That's that's rough. David DeCastro, who old. Probably done next year. He's old. And then Zach Banner, who I like, but he's very injury prone. I'm pretty sure he right. was out so for like you 10 have, games last year. You have a revolving door at the offensive line spot. Yes. I mean, how can you expect for the most part, but how can you expect to run the football if your offensive line is terrible? I've said it enough. Najee Harris was running through holes that could fit a car. You could fit a car yeah. through those holes. Yeah. He's not gonna have that. Najee Harris is you, great. You could have you could have put Vince Wilfork behind some of those lines and like he could have fit through those holes. If I think of Najee Harris, I'm thinking um he's great when he runs open field and he's good at avoiding tackles in the open field. Is he going to be able to bust through a line that has a gap just the size to fit him and break all these tackles? God, I hope so. Because if this running back pick does not work out, I feel like we're screwed for the next few years because everybody in our division is getting better. I just said that I like the Browns as one of the best teams in this draft class to pick pick these prospects. The Ravens got even better. They got a wide receiver. And, oh, who do they get? Our offensive lineman, Alejandro Villanueva. And if you bet that he's not telling the Ravens everything that we do during practice to get better, you're on crack. Well, he he was your best offensive lineman. Yes. Like, he was your best offensive lineman, and he's just gone. They gave Lamar Jackson a wide receiver to throw the ball to, and then the Bengals just got my number one receiver in this draft class. Joe Burrow comes back, and honestly, the Bengals could make their offensive line way better. They don't really need tackles. All they need is a good guard, and and they're set. So, why are we getting worse? We'll probably beat the Bengals in division. I hope. I don't know. I really like the Bengals roster And then that's just one position that we needed. Our corners are, okay, our starting corners are pretty good. Joe Hayden and Cameron Sutton. Joe Hayden's getting up there. Yeah. I'm not a fan. You let Steve Nelson go. 
I liked Steve Nelson. He was a good nickel corner. Yeah. He's good. Uh, you guys passed on, if they had taken, I don't know, Landon Dickerson. And honestly, Trey Norwood isn't going to play corner for us. He's going to play yeah, safety. he's a safety. He's so, a safety. If you passed on Landon Dickerson. Okay, in, in the first, or you could have traded back and probably got him in the start of the second. And then you passed on a corner in the second when you should have gone corner. And then you could have got Trey Sermon or Chuba Hubbard in the third round. Like, you could have addressed the running back spot. But you addressed it two rounds sooner than you needed to. And if we traded out of the first round, we would have more third, fourth, second round picks. Right. Like, Why? you could have had two second rounds. And those are good. All, we saw great players go in those rounds. There's just so... I almost went on a huge rant on Twitter about the Steelers. I just didn't want to. I'm trying to make myself feel better about what we did. So I would appreciate it if we got off of this quick. I mean, we both pretty much... I yeah, go ahead. I explained it for you. Go ahead. What do you... Three. I have the Indianapolis Colts. I don't have them. I just go ahead. In my opinion, there weren't a lot of losers. I didn't have a lot of people that are like, wow, those people... I had a lot of bad draft grades. That's why the Colts just fit in here. I like Quiddy Pay and I like Deo Adeyingbo as developmental edge players, but I think they reached on Kylan Granton and with better tight ends on the board, honestly. Sean Davis is a good rotational safety for them, and the Sam Ellinger pick blows my mind. They have Jacob Eason as a backup quarterback to Carson Wentz, and unless they try to make him... I play, mean, they got him in the sixth round. Yeah, but... It's not like Eason's really that good. I'm not okay. I just don't so, think he fits unless they're gonna try to turn him into like a Taysom Hill esque player. That right. pick just blows my mind. So I feel like the way that you and I looked at losers, I didn't look past like your third pick with the losers. Oh, okay. Cause like if you screw up your first two picks, that to me is enough to screw up a draft for you. So I really liked the Quiddy Pay pick. Like I liked Quiddy Pay. No, they needed I liked I said I liked those. And then, you know, Deo so I feel like this Again. is why we argued about the Cowboys. Yes, because, because you like the. Fr- I'm not gonna like. It's too hard to project if someone in the fourth, fifth, okay. sixth, and seventh round is going to be any good. You're taking players that that team felt they liked on tape, and they fit a role. Sam Ellinger, okay, he's a quarterback in the sixth round. You know, if Carson Wentz flunks, whatever. Like he could end up. You know, he could be something. Now they didn't take him with the first pick. I'm gonna. I have a team here. One of their picks. They needed other positions, like the Texans, okay? I said the Texans are losers because they took Davis Mills. Well, yeah, he was in the third round, but that was the first pick that they had. Like so the this Sam is Ellinger where one, disagreements have come. Yeah, you because, didn't go too far into it. I went far into right. it. Right. Like, if you if you had a lot of picks, like, they had, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven picks. One of them was a quarterback, and they took him in the sixth round. Like, that, to me, is not a reason to, to slam a team. Like, do okay. I love the Dale pick? I, I mean, it's a solid pick. And the Kylan Granson pick, you know, it's solid. Like, they're not winners and they're not losers to me. All right, so let me get into what they didn't draft. They didn't take a left tackle, which Carson Wentz is going to get blown up on his blind side. And what did we see last year with Wentz on the Eagles with a bad offensive line? Yeah. Terrible. I, I think, it, I think oh, hang on, I think they signed Eric Fisher today. Okay, I so didn't see that. I'm pretty sure I saw that somebody signed him, and I think it was the Colts. All right, and I'm probably being, I'm gonna, I literally have a note right here. Probably harsh, but. I don't think they hit on their key targets, which were offensive line and I mean maybe some smaller positions here and there. Back. I mean players. the fact that the fact that they didn't take one until the seventh round, to me it seems like they didn't think that that was actually as serious as everybody else thought it was. I think maybe we overreacted to the Anthony Costanzo pick. They could they could have somebody you know on the roster already that they feel like is a, a plug in for that spot, or Quentin Nelson could just be making the transition out to left tackle. Like, he's already the best offensive lineman in football, in my opinion. There's a very good chance that he could be sliding out wide. So, I get where you're coming from. Like, they didn't go after a tackle, which is what I would have done. But I didn't think that their draft was bad enough where I'm going to 
call him a loser for it. So, so I, I understand what you're saying. This is where our disagreement yeah. and our argument came with the Cowboys. I looked too far into it when you didn't. Yeah, like you're you're looking at players in the fifth, sixth round. That's fair. And it's like I looked at basically your first four picks to okay. determine if you if you were a winner to me. I'm going to talk about like if you nailed your first four picks, then I'm going to look at your picks in the fifth, sixth, and seventh round because I'm going to say, huh. They did really well with their first four picks, and I really like what they did with their last four picks. If you did shitty with your first four picks, I don't even care what you did in the rest of the round because if your first three picks are bad, I don't care. Okay. Unless you, you know, Sam Ellinger turns into fucking Tom Brady. Like, is anybody really going to remember this draft if, you know, Quiddy Pay sucks? You know, if Quiddy Pay sucks, well, we're going to nail you because you took Quiddy Pay in the first round. Unless, yeah. you know, so that that's where I'm coming from. Like, you know, whatever. The, their picks weren't amazing, but they weren't bad. Like, they didn't screw them up, I don't yeah. think. They, right. they needed pass rush, for who sure. Is, who is your three? My number three, and this is actually it, kind of along the same lines of what I just talked about. I have the Saints. Okay. I don't have them in mind. All right. They're in cap hell. They Correct. have a million flaws. I feel like Peyton Turner in the first round was a massive reach. I feel like they could have traded back, acquired picks, and still got him later on, okay? If they they add two picks to that, you know, like let's say they trade out of the first round and they get a second and a third. How big is that for them? Because their roster is, re- they have a lot of holes. Yeah, I feel like they could have traded out of the first and second, honestly, and just beefed up in the third, fourth, and fifth round. Correct. So I knock them for that. I said at the beginning of this podcast, I'm not going to say that there's any players that are an immediate bust. Ian Book. Yeah, but let, before I get to him, Okay, Pete Werner, I like inside him. linebacker at Ohio State. Like he's decent, but I think he probably would have been there later on. I feel like you could have they could have gone without him. Like I said, trade right. out of the second like, round. Trade to the trade out of the second too. Or, you know, like they they need receiver help and they need tight end help. And they took a receiver in the seventh, but he's probably not gonna really help them. Paulson Adebo out of Stanford, he's probably gonna be a starter for them because they don't have a second corner. Like Marshawn Lattimore is good at, as their number one, but they don't have a second. He's probably going to start for them. That's probably the one pick that I they made I do like. Him in the third round, I like that pick. I think that's a solid selection. The first two, I think they reached on both of those guys when they could have moved back and acquired more picks. And they need that because the roster like is talented, but like okay, they have um Cam Jordan on their line and they have nobody else on their line. Like they have one guy on their line. Then Marshawn Lattimore, they have one good corner. And then they don't have a second good corner. They have Demario Davis at linebacker, and then they don't have a second guy. Like they just they have Michael Thomas, and they don't have a second receiver that's any good. Like they just they needed more depth at all of these positions, and they didn't have enough picks to do that. So they should have moved back and acquired some more. Yes, and then go ahead. But they did. Like Pete Warner will start for them at middle linebacker. Yeah, um, like Paulson Adebo is is a. Uh, He's going to start. Their, he's their third corner. Like he, yeah. No, he'll probably be their second corner. I don't think he'll start over CJ Gardner-Johnson. Oh, I forgot they have Gardner-Johnson. Okay, he's he's okay. Like, But he's like yeah. okay. You I know? mean, they have Marshawn Lattimore, and if he's way up here, then the rest of these corners are, are way below. I know you guys can't see what I did with my hands, but there's a big gap between Lattimore and Gardner Johnson, Adebo, Patrick Robinson is is another corner that they have. I didn't want to put. I don't have them high on my l- ranking, but if they had traded down, I think they could, they could have potentially yeah, like, been winners. Like I said, I like teams not because of who, not because of necessarily who you draft, but how you attack the draft. And I just feel like their first two picks, they, they're a team that shouldn't have let the draft come to them. No, they should have let it come to them more. Like they should have moved back and said, okay, this guy is not... A, like, nobody well, yeah, was... They who have, was taking Peyton Turner in the first round? Yes. Nobody saw that. They shouldn't have let the draft... It's kind of a mix. Like, 
They let the draft come to them at 28, and they saw, oh, well, why not just not trade out of this pick and take Peyton Turner when they could have traded out of the pick? They definitely could have moved back 15 to 20 slots and grabbed two more picks and still got They let the draft come to them, but they didn't move back enough to let the draft come to them. Right. Like, they needed more assets, and they didn't get them. The, The team is in hell. Like, they're in cap hell. Fourth pick, Ian Book. This is the only player in the draft that I'm going to say this for. I think he's just not an NFL player. Every time I watch Notre Dame, and I watch them a lot because they're always on, he is not an NFL player at all. I don't even think he's their number three quarterback. And again, they have Jameis Winston, and they have Taysom Hill. So they already have two quarterbacks that are, they're not even. And I'm going to say Trevor Simeon is better than Ian Buck. Yeah, and I forgot. Yeah, they have Trevor Simeon too. Like, he's their fourth quarterback, and you took him in the fourth round. Well, you know what would have been nice in the fourth round? Like, a receiving option. And I think I have it here, like, who they passed on. Uh, I don't have it written down. But, like, I know they passed on receivers in the fourth and in the fifth round. Like, they passed on Shee Smith, who fell to the sixth, and they didn't take him. Like, they need a second pass catcher, and they need a tight end. Like, Brevin Jordan. They could have taken Brevin Jordan. They could have taken Hunter Long. Like, they need tight end help. Can you name who their starting tight end is right now? I know. Adam Troutman. Oh, Troutman. Yeah, they took Troutman, I think, two years ago in the draft. And, like, he's not very good. Like, he's just okay. You know? I don't think that the Saints made... Bad picks. Like, they might end up being good players, but they should have moved back and acquired more players because the roster is not talented. It has one guy at maybe each position. There's no secondary guy. Like, Michael Thomas doesn't have a second guy to lean on. Like, Emmanuel Sanders is gone. So, who's their second receiver? Traquan Smith. Traquan Smith, who's, you know, he's not that great. He's Callaway. Right. They're not very good. They're third receivers, really. Yeah. And fourth receivers. The tight end, and I, I just saw, I just said all this. Like, I just feel like they didn't add enough position. Like, this was going to be their chance. They didn't have an offseason to really get any free agents because, they, again, they didn't have the space for them. Yeah. This was their opportunity to add potential starters, and they just, they could have gotten more guys because they could have moved back, and they didn't. I feel like one of your teams is a team that you're probably going to slam. I think I know who it is. And... I'm not going to slam teams for... Teams should move back. Like, you just should move back. That's why the Cowboys won for me. Wait, who do you think I'm going to slam? I think you're going to slam the Giants in a minute here. Oh, no. Oh, you're not going to slam... Okay, no. well, whatever. My like, number two is is the... Ra- if like, you're done with the Saints. Yeah, I'm done with the Saints. Like, people are shitting on the Giants, but, like, they moved back because their guy got taken and they acquired more assets. That, to me, is, a, is more of a win than any player that you can take in the draft because you're kicking the can down the road. You're basically saying, all right, we got our guy taken or we don't have a guy here... Let's move back, get more assets, and then try to get a guy that we like later on. But, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, like, I want to slam the Saints a lot harder because I think Ian Book is just terrible. And, like, he was a big reason for me that the Saints are losers because, I'm sorry, he is, he is not an NFL quarterback. But they just needed talent, and I don't think that they really got top-level talent. I have the, the Raiders at two. I have the Raiders at one. Okay. I wanna, so we're going to do this now. Yes. So let, let's let's go. I kind of want to avoid the Leatherwood reach in the first only because they could have gotten Trevon Merrig in the, in the first. So realistically, if you switch those, it works out. Okay. But, but they also did pass up on Darisol in the first round to take Leatherwood. So there were rumors that Leatherwood was their second guy from where they thought they were going to be. And whether good for them. If Leatherwood's their guy, Leatherwood's their guy. But Darisol is the better offensive tackle in my in my opinion so again could have moved down or just stayed where you were and taken Darisaw. could have moved down yes. gotten Alex Leatherwood yeah and gotten more picks because again like the Saints really devoid of talent on that roster and I like Trevon Merrick I do too like I that so 
if you flipped Merrig and you flipped Alex Leatherwood, we might feel differently about them. But, but I still, but yes. they still didn't do that. Like they didn't take Merrig in the first round. And you want to know? They wouldn't be on my loser if they took Darisol in the first. They still they might, might still been be, for me. but they wouldn't be two. I like the Raiders at two. This is one where I will say ranking one or two with the Raiders. But after after Merrig, they went safety happy with a slightly overrated linebacker in between. What are you doing? The safeties are good players, but. They have glowing needs in the interior offensive line and defensive tackle positions. So why are you going safety happy to take all of these safeties when you have all? <laughs> they the, literally did. You, they took three. Safeties. You have a decimated and a corner. You have a decimated offensive line. What? Why? What are at, you doing? At least they understand what division they play in. Like they're clearly going to be, you know, dealing with Patrick Mahomes all day long. But yeah, I mean, I just. <laughs> It, it doesn't. They, they 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 fuck up free agency by getting rid of all their offensive linemen. Yes. Then they take a guy that should have been there in the second round. They could have moved back to get him. Then they take Trayvon Merrick. Yeah, they get him in the second round. They could have moved back in the first round, gotten him, and then Leatherwood. And didn't they trade up in the third? Or no, they traded. Did they trade back? Or I think they traded back. I think they traded back in the third, which which good for them. Like they traded back. <laughs> like you said, they take. They take three safeties in one draft and a corner. It doesn't. It doesn't. Make it any makes sense. no sense. What you know? What pisses me off with them too is Mike Mayock used to be a draft analyst. Like he used to do mock drafts for I think Bleacher Report. I think I it was Bleacher so. Report, and it just seems like they have no concept of okay, this player everyone values him as a second rounder. Okay, we have the seventeenth pick in the first round. Huh? Let's move back. 15 to 20 slots, still get him and add a third and fourth round pick to our resume. I feel like this is the third year in a row we're talking about the Raiders taking second round talents early in the first when they could have just moved back 20 slots and gotten the same guy. And can we talk about how none of their safeties are really ever going to see the field? Like, I mentioned this with the Cowboys, but these safeties are really never going to... Merrick will start. After Merrick. Tyree Gillespie is their number two. He's behind Trayvon Merrick. He wasn't even the best safety at Missouri. Divine Diablo is the third strong safety. They have Jonathan Abram at, at their one. They have Carl Joseph at their two. Which, two solid safeties. Like, I like both of them. Yes. So And then they have Nate Hobbs as their cornerback that they took. And honestly, he's never going to see the field. He would get demoted to practice squad and probably never touch the Raiders... Raiders bunch again because they have Casey Hayward as their one, Trayvon Mullen or Mullen as their two, and then I mean a bunch of nobodies at the, the corners. But Nate Hobbs is not good. That's a guy where you can argue, oh, you don't know that. No, Nate Hobbs is not good. He's never going to see the field for the Raiders. And then Jimmy Morris, the Pittsburgh center. Yeah, I mean I'm not going to argue seventh round picks here. Yeah, they fucked up their first four picks. You know it is what it is. Like their fifth and seventh round picks just mean nothing to me at this point. Yeah. Like, yeah, if they turn out to be. Hall of Famers, congratulations. Like, I'm wrong. Yes. I don't think I'm going to be wrong about fifth and seventh round picks. You know, I just, most of them don't even make the roster. You know, mm-hmm. especially seventh rounders. Fifth rounders do, but like seventh rounders just, in general, they don't even make the roster. I could spend all day slamming the Raiders because I think they've had the worst offseason of any team. I agree. They just, their offensive line is terrible. I feel bad for Alex Leatherwood because we're not even sure if he's a left tackle at the NFL level. He's going to play right tackle. He's going to play right tackle. So you took a right tackle that would have been there in the second round in the first round. It makes no sense to me what they're doing. I don't think they have a concept of where other teams are valuing players. That's why when I say like the Chargers did really well because they let guys come to them. The Raiders didn't let anybody fall to them. They're like, well, we got to get, you know, we have him in the second round, but... You know, let's take him in the first round to make sure that we get our guy. Like, I understand wanting to get your guy, but getting your guy around and a half early 
that defeats the whole purpose yeah. to me. Last thing about the Raiders, and then we can move on to your number two. Here are their needs. Well, they don't need a running back because they didn't need a running back, and they picked up Kenny and Drake anyway. They need a number one wide receiver because all of their starting wide receivers could be twos and threes on any other team with Henry Ruggs, Brian Hubbards, and Hunter Renfro. And even their backups to them, John Brown, Zay Jones, and Willie Sneed are all two threes and maybe even bench players Zay on Jones every other team. Zay Jones is like team. a five. So they have all of these glaring needs and they take nothing else, but I don't want to rant about the Raiders for too long. So who's your number two? Well, we've already discussed the Texans and the Raiders are my number one. I have one other loser I'd like to mention, Seattle. Okay. So... I know they only had three picks, or they traded and only had three picks, or whatever. They needed to address the offensive line early and get some talent, and they took Dwayne Eskridge, the wide receiver out of Western Michigan, with their second-round pick, I believe. Yeah, and he's basically just Tyler Lockett. Yeah, 2.0. Yeah, minimized. When your quarterback comes out and says, I'm sick of getting hit so much, that means in the second round, you take an offensive lineman. You know, and I understand they only had three picks. That's why they weren't on my top five, but... Just the fact that they took Stone Forsyth in the sixth round, who's a right tackle at Florida, and he wasn't even a good one at that. Like, he was a pretty below-average right tackle. You have a serious issue on your offensive line. You could have gotten somebody in the second round. There was good offensive linemen available, even at the guard spot in the second round, and you didn't address it. You took a wide receiver, which Seattle does not need a wide receiver. If anything, that's the one position they don't need. Yeah, They don't need quarterback, and they don't need wide receiver and safety. Those are the three positions that they don't need. Every other position on that roster is a need for them, pretty much. So I'm not slamming them because I, you know, they only had three picks and it is what it is. But the one pick that mattered that they needed to nail, I feel like, yeah, Dwayne Eskridge is probably going to be good. But what's it matter if, you know, Russ can't get to his third option because he's already been sacked? Yeah. You know? So who do you have left? Because I'm out of teams now. As my number one, in quotes, I have the Los Angeles Rams. Really? Yes. The Rams. Yes. Well, explain. They needed to replace John Johnson. I don't want to argue about another another thing. They needed to replace John Johnson and Robert Rochelle as, as corners. They, they were bench corners. No, they drafted Robert Rochelle. Oh, yeah. That's Central what I, Arkansas. Sorry, okay. sorry, I just read my nose wrong. They needed to replace John Johnson, and Robert Rochelle just doesn't do that. And maybe he's a Troy Hill replacement for them, but who knows? They really needed to approve their offensive line, in, in my opinion. I do agree with that. Andrew Whitworth is 39 years yeah, old, and they didn't do that. They needed to approve linebackers, and I don't really think they did that either. Ernest Jones, I watched his tape because I didn't know who he was. I do like him. Like he's, I think he's pretty good, he's but I don't be think solid. he's worth taking in the third round. And then Tutu Atwell is only really a deep threat, and that's about no, it. I, why are you taking, like why are you taking a wide receiver that's 5'9", 150 pounds? When his, his route running... Is I get it. It's next. Le- no, I really like that pick. Me. No, I think he's a good slot player. I really like that pick. I, I did. I like, really don't. Tutu was, he was ranked really high for me. I was like begging New England to move up and get him. I think Bobby Brown in the fourth is their best pick of the draft. I think he's very good. D-tackle out of a Yes. I think he's the yeah, best pick I, out of I like entire that draft. Move. Overall, I think it's a very underwhelming. And- I also like Ernest Brown out of Northwestern, the D-end. I do like that, and I mean, you know, Jake's got the funk, you know, out of Maryland. I I, I think it was a very underwhelming draft for the Rams when they had a yeah, few, but, few positions that they could have keyed in on and maybe even traded up to get all of their key players. I mean, they didn't I think have they a went first. from being um, potential playoff contenders this year 
maybe even be pushing themselves into Super Bowl contenders into maybe not even making the playoffs. Just because they didn't draft like incredibly well? They're going to make the playoffs, I think. They made the playoffs <laughs> last year with Jared Goff playing horrible football all season I long. I think they seem to care more about a flashy Malibu house than they did about an important draft selection. How about that? How, like, I, I, can we just say that, I, th- that some insurance company paid for that house and they showed the house for like two seconds on the screen, and all we saw was Sean McVay with Roger Goodell in the background. That, in a, house, in a picture. that house is nicer than any of the draft picks that they made I, in my I, opinion. No, I think you're being too hard on them. I really like Tutu Atwell, and I do like Ernest Jones. And like I've said, they're not winners for me. You know, they, they, they didn't win. Don't do it for me. They weren't. They were not the worst draft. Are you kidding no, me? No, that's why I said one oh, okay. in quotes. Remember, one in quotes. Okay. if I have one loser which I should have just put the Raiders at one anyway, but I didn't have enough time to switch it before the podcast. The Raiders are my number one loser, and the Texans are number two. After that, it's just mixed together. They're, they're, they're all losers, in my opinion. Like, the Cowboys aren't four. They could be five. It's just they're all mixed together for me. I just don't think that the Rams – I think they were underwhelming. I don't think they did enough to make their team better. I honestly think they might have gotten worse. I mean, I don't think they got worse through the draft. They needed an old lineman, and they – Yeah, I mean, take you one. know, they didn't, but – how long is Andrew Whitworth going to gonna I mean, at least one that. more season, obviously. Listen, he's hanging in there at 39, so we could see a 40-year-old offensive lineman here. He, he's very good. You know, I, like I said, he, he's, he's slipping. I, I don't think they had a bad draft. I think it was just underwhelming, but it, it wasn't bad to me, you know? They took some solid players. I, I like some of the like – I, like I said, I like Tutu, and I liked uh, Ernest Jones there, you know, so. I don't understand the Jake Funk pick. Cam yeah, Akers is, Cam Akers <laughs> is their starter. Daryl Henderson is their number two. Yeah, and then, that one made no sense. It, I think they just like the, you know, they got the funk, you know. Dude, it's, it, I just, I don't. You're, you're just not excited by it, no. I can tell. Like, I, I am excited by Tutu I didn't even Atwell. I want to talk about it. I'm that uneventful I think, about it. I think Tutu is going to be really good. I think you're sleeping on him a little bit. Agree to disagree. He's, his, his route running is, is next level. I don't think he's the fourth option. I think it's uh, Woods, Cup, Jackson, and then I think Van Jefferson is. Oh, I really like Van Jefferson. Too, too, well. I, I liked Van Jefferson last year a lot. So I mean, that's all I got to Those are all your Rams. teams. You don't yeah. have anybody else? Nothing else. We were going to jump into NBA, but I think we're like an hour and 40-something minutes into this. two hours, I assume. Yeah, oh. so we're going to save that for next week. Yes. Because, you know, football season is over, we're still going to do an NFL topic every week. Like, we know that that's what a lot of people want. So we're going to keep doing NFL, but it's going to transition to more of an NBA podcast. And we're going to introduce, like, fun stuff to yeah, yeah. the podcast segments, uh, stuff like that. But get ready for fantasy season here, for sure. There's the fantasy is... Wait. I need to start doing rankings, honestly. I'm so heavy. I, I just get giddy every time someone mentions fantasy. It's just free money at this point. Free <laughs> money. Really? How much money did you win last year? Yeah, I made my money back. Yeah. Oh, you made your money back. Congratulations. How much money did you make last year? Uh, $275. Good for you. How much money did you make the year before that? I don't Zero. How that. much money did you make the year before that? Zero. No, I made money the year before that. Oh, your money back probably. Yeah, I think I did. I don't know. I don't remember. Don't start with me. But we got a lot of stuff coming up, even though uh, NFL isn't a very... St- it's, we're still going to have right NFL, now. though. Yes. We are not going to not have an NFL topic. Like We will make sure that there is something. Last reminder, follow us on Twitter, Highly Undisputed. That's Highly Undisputed without the E. Our individual Twitters are in the description. You go follow us there as well. I know I've been posting a lot of stuff. I think Garrett uses our together Twitter. Yeah, I, I try to use the, the Highly Undisputed Twitter just because that's the one I'd rather you guys follow. Yes. Um, I don't care. If, if you're going to follow, follow anyone, follow that one. Don't yeah, I don't care if you follow me on Twitter. My Twitter is mostly talking shit to Celtics 
guys that cover the Celtics. Like, send, that's my Twitter. Send us email questions at highlyundisputed247 at gmail.com and then leave us voicemails at 315-752-6042. And I would like to say, guys, if you do want to be on the pod to discuss your team, I would love to have people on. So get a hold of us and we will work something out. You know, whether you want to do 20 minutes on a phone call or come and sit with us live and, you know, you can wear the headset and the mic and, you know, we, we'll have you on for a whole show. Yeah. I mean, whatever you want to do. I know there's some people out there that would like to do some NBA debates, you know, who the GOAT is oh, and whatnot. No. Like, I will be skipping that episode, by the way. Oh, you won't be here I, for that? I'll be sitting in, but I won't be saying much on that episode. I mean, that's fine. That's fine, because I can handle that one all myself. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. Also, subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe. Oh, oh, screw you. You guys picked on me for saying that (laughs) crap. I hear it all the time. Shut up. I don't know if it works. It probably doesn't. Leave us five stars on Apple Music. Even if you want to tell us for shit, like in in, in a review, just leave us five stars. Honestly, I'll laugh at that. Just for fun, because it's funny. But we, we still love doing this. We're not bored yet. So see you guys next week.